now tuning in to another episode of the cool podcast with yours truly the cool brother and this evening i have a special guest he's a dope brother talented mc hailing from the 412 aka pittsburgh ladies and gentlemen i would like to introduce to you the good brother tyree drake welcome to the show good brother my name is tyree drake y'all the sun god how you doing tonight? i'm doing all right good brother how are you pretty good can't complain i'm man. in the music everything's great all right that's what's up man glad to hear it so tell the um listeners what you do and what you're about all right so i'm tyree drake i'm a storyteller I'm an MC from the north side, grew up around Riverview, uh, Perrysville Ave. Uh, I'm just about having fun, doing what you gotta do, like making dope music, and just like getting message of hip hop, like around, like hip hop is just dope, like everything about it, from the MC to the dancing to uh, DJing, like I I wanna just incorporate. All of that stuff. Everywhere. Okay, okay. And how long have you been doing music, rapping? I've been rapping since 2016. Uh, my first was actually a, a feature on my cousin's project, uh, Poetry in Motion. I was going by a whole different rap name at that time. Okay, and what rap name that you went by back then? That was Ty Bit. Ty Bit. Okay, okay. And, how, and what, what what made you come up with that name, Ty Bit? Ty Bit, uh, the Kahoot game. You know who Kahoot is? No, no, explain it to the listeners, if you don't mind. So Kahoot is this game that we played in uh, high school. It's like a, a quiz type joint. Like, I'm trying to explain, like, uh, so say, like, you have a uh, history test. Okay. Like, kind of like uh, Jeopardy, but in uh, whatever the topic was. So you can answer it on your laptop since like, we started getting real uh, connected with those. Okay, got you, got you, okay. Uh, my first song was made on a school laptop that they had given us. Uh, but yeah, my bad, back to the original topic. Ty Bit is uh, was short for Tyree Bitch, but I couldn't say that on uh, <laughs> in school grounds because I was like the top of my class. So I went to stun on them, so it was like every time I got a right answer, it popped up on the screen. Like, yo, it's Tyree Bitch. Like, I did that shit. Oh, okay, okay, wow. Wow, wow, wow. So everybody, like, nobody knew it. <laughs> right, right. Right, and you just you just mentioned you um did your first song on the school on a school laptop that the school gave you. What was the name of that song? It was uh, "Lost in Translation." Okay. Uh, it was on a Milkbone slash Big L keep it keep it real uh, freestyle. Uh, okay. That joint was so bad. Like it was half bitten. Uh, <laughs> bars was just shoddy. I, I feel like I came a long way since then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And what what was what was the meaning behind the name of this um your um song on um, Lost in Transition? Uh, Lost in Transition. 
translation. It was translation. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Um, it was based off the sample that I used in the in the beginning of it. Um, from the movie Lost in Translation, I actually ended up editing it out at the end of it to actually be able to put it online because of copyright and everything. Right. Uh, yeah, it just stems from that as well as. I didn't even know what I was writing. I was just putting random things together and hoping that it like came to be like something that sounded cool. And that just was whatever. But like my first actual serious song that I feel was like truly me writing about something was No Justice, No Peace, which was on a crunk album. Uh, the crunk movement. Okay. That stands, that's in Hazelwood. Uh, they were a youth-based group that they actually still do. I, I should check them out. Uh, they do a lot of positive music, uh, non-violence, uh, uplifting, talking about social issues, things of that nature, things going around. Like, however you're feeling as a youth, like, they were a great outlet for a lot of teens to uh, express themselves and say what they had on their chest. Nice, nice. And you said they're still making music to this day? They're still making music to this day. It's a whole new group of kids, and they're all dope, too. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Definitely got to check them out and listen to them. Are they, um, do you know are they... Do you know if they on Spotify? Did they release songs on Spotify or? They release songs uh, periodically. Uh, Crunk uh, PGH on social media. Okay. Uh, the Crunk Movement on Facebook. Uh, Crunk Movement on K R U N K. I should actually spell it out because usually spell with a C. Right. Okay. All right. Cool. Definitely gotta check them out. Listen to them one of these days. Uh, now. Yeah, most definitely. Now, my next question is, um, I know that you um in the group Poets of Steel and the person that leading that group, um, Blossom Nicole, shout out to her. How did y'all two hook up, like, connected? We connected at an open mic. I love Blossom. Shout out Blossom. Yeah, yeah, she's dope. She's real dope. Amazing spirit. Um, at nine cafe on an open mic mm -hmm. i was there with my girlfriend symphony monet she's actually a model check her out at symphony.monet okay i'm sorry i'm trying to plug everybody i need everybody to eat <laughs> oh no no it's all good plug plug as many people you want bro nope it's all good man uh so what was that what was that i'm sorry okay so yeah i had met her at nine cafe and she had actually was in the crowd. I seen her poetry. I loved what she had said. She had seen me perform some of my uh, some of my music. I had I had uh, Malcolm Turner, and what was the other song I did? I think it was Life Is Good. And she, what I was uh, rapping about, because Malcolm Turner is a story about this kid. Malcolm, who uh, he grew up from a two-parent home, he had like options to not really go into the field that he did, but he decided to go down that path. Like he 
correctly scheduled program. What was the, um, we was talking about um, how you met up with Blossom and um, your girlfriend, she spits too? It was, that was, that nah, was the model. Oh, model, model, that's right, model, model. I know that's yeah. where we left off, right? Yeah, that's where we left off, right? All right, all right, let's continue with that, good brother. Uh, so, yeah, uh, she likes what I said, and from there, uh, we had met afterward, and she uh, just ran everything down with me with the cut to steal and everything, and was like, hey, you should join up with us. And from there, forever since. Nice, nice, nice. So and I mean, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, uh, I mean, uh, just cut that short, I'm sorry. Oh no, you good, man. You good. You good. It's all good, bro. It's all good. It's all good, my man. And um, and have you um collaborated with Blossom like any like projects in the studio or thinking about collaborating with her? Most definitely, I'm down for everything that uh, she has involved, and I definitely am uh, thinking about having her on some of the tracks on the upcoming project, uh, Chronicles of the Sun God. Okay. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. All right. And speaking of the um, sun god, um, how do you? What's what's the meaning behind that? The sun god. The sun god is from my original rap alias Mset, which is the son of Horus. He's the most human-like deity, which I kind of liken myself to. Which, like, I don't think I'm above anyone, but the way that I rhyme, I think I'm, like, the best in the hip-hop genre. But among everyone else, I'm still a mortal man. Right. So I'm, like, the, if I'm still a god, I'm going to be the sun god. So I'm not the top top, but I'm, like, right under. Okay, okay, nice, nice. And the sun god, um, Horus, that's... Egyptology, correct? Yes, it is. All right, cool, cool. Yes, yes. Yes, definitely familiar with Horus and the Ankh and the 42 Laws of Mayat, you know, so yeah, definitely. Okay, that's what's up, man. That's what's up. And um, when that project's going to be released? It's actually just currently a work in progress. I'm planning on having it out by next summer. Next summer? Okay, all right, okay, all right. And um, how many how many songs that you thinking about putting on a project? Thinking about an eight song LP. Okay, all right, cool, nice, and it's going to be available on all major streaming platforms. All platforms. All platforms. Nice, very nice, very nice. And this is this is your first ever project, correct? This is my second, my first second, one, second. Uh, mixtape, uh, Che. Che, okay, all right. And is that available on all major platforms as well? No, that one's only on spot. Uh SoundCloud. SoundCloud, okay. All right, gotcha, gotcha. I had a couple of songs just about my high school career. That was just each song was dedicated to a moment in my life. There's a Brothers Keeper on not Brothers Keeper. That is a dope song though. But there's changed up on there. There's Roll Up, Changed Up is about people just switching up on you all the time. Like they smile in your face for one second and then the next, they just wilding out uh, on your name. Then there's Roll Up about the first time that I got caught uh, 
you know, uh, Rolling Up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then there's songs such as Jack the Nigga, which is a newer song that is also a storytelling song that is about this ruthless kid who just don't care about life and you just see how life ends for him. Right. So you gotta find out who's Jack, gotta find out who's Malcolm Turner, and that's about it. (laughs) Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. And um, who who influenced you, inspired you to do what you do? Like, do you have any musical influences like in your family or outside your family that that influenced you to do what you do? (laughs) Um, My cousin James. Okay. Uh, Scott A. James, he's a, also an artist. There's Bachi Blacksmith, that's one of my close friends. Uh, Javin, he goes by Redrick. Those are all some uh, great influences influences of mine. Uh, Danny Mercado is an artist I look up to. Uh, George Benson, those are the two people. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Cool. Any other famous influence influences or they do? Big L, mm-hmm. uh, Tupac, of course, you always got a name Pac. That's just given. Right. I'll say that's about it, honestly. Most definitely Kanye. Okay. Nice. Nice. <coughs> very nice. Very dope influences. Very dope influences. Now, um, now, if I'm not mistaken, you performed recently, correct? Yeah, I did. I performed at uh, Man Made Fest. Yes, right. yes, yes. Now, how was that? That was an awesome set. I performed uh, two unreleased songs, Hanna Barbera and 2010. Okay. Uh, those received very well. I plan to release those soon. Okay, okay. And you, Hanna Barbera, you know the, the legendary icons of cartoons, yes. Of course. And, and what, what made you name that song Hanna Barbera? Just the beat selection uh, reminds me of the intro of an old uh, of an old cartoon. Oh, okay, okay, got you, got you. Okay, nice, nice, legendary, legendary. Uh, like uh, you remember the old silent films, like yeah. uh, what's the name? Charlie is it Charlie Chaplin? Yeah, yeah. Charlie Chaplin. Yes, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, like how those have the intros real thematically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and then it just cuts to uh, the just classical music just scene. Mm-hmm. Like, I just it reminded me of those two things together because it's so colorful. Right. Yes. Uh, one with Hanna Barbera because that's just was my favorite uh, cartoon animators growing up. Yes, yes, they definitely had the cartoons on lock for sure. You know, Flintstones, The Jetsons, Yogi Bear, Top Cat, you know, Scooby Doo. You know, I mean, I could we can go on and on with the cartoons. They did Tom and Jerry. You know, um, they got Jet Boy. I'm trying to think. They got uh, Pink Panther. Uh-huh. Got, um, who else? Uh, Top Cat. Mm-hmm. What the, what's, uh, Droopy? Was that them too? Yeah, yeah Droopy Dog. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, who else they got? What's, uh, what's the Secret Squirrel? I think that's them as well. Yeah, yeah Secret Squirrel and Morocco Mole. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Two, two stupid dogs. Yeah. See, we can go on and on, my wow. man. We can go on and on with these. Yes, indeed. Nah, yes, indeed. Stupid dogs wasn't done. That's, that's later. Yeah, yeah. Late, yeah, not in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, in the 90s. You know, yep. Two stupid dogs. Um, Snagglepuss, Huckleberry Hound, yeah. Quick Draw McGraw. So, yeah, we can go on and on, my man. Never yeah. go on and on. Yes, indeed. So, um, as far as co- collaborations, have you ever collaborated with other artists in the city, other hip-hop artists? Uh, yeah, there's a couple artists I, I love to collaborate with. There's Bocce Blacksmith, Legend. Uh, there's Jay the Anomaly. There's Brother Man's. There's, uh, who else? There's Lucid Visions. I'm about to name everybody. Uh, Tells KT. Uh, who else is there? <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm probably forgetting everybody's name right now. I'm like bad at doing interviews. <laughs> oh no, you good, man. You good. It's all good, man. Or okay. this is actually my first interview, so thank you. I appreciate this. Oh no doubt, man. No doubt. The pleasure's all mine, good brother. Pleasure's all mine. So you know, I love interviewing dope artists such as yourself and give them a platform to speak their mind. You know, speak on their talent, craft, or whatever their interests are. So, it's all good. Pleasure's all mine, good brother. I appreciate yeah. it. No doubt. Shout out to Brother Man. You know, on his man-made fest, I was actually there as a spectator, but I had to depart early because I had to go into work the next day. I, w- I would love to stay through the whole thing, but, you know, I was getting tired, my man, so. Oh, uh, you ain't catching my set? No, no, no. Unfortunately, I didn't, man. But I'm pretty sure... <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone took a um took some video of your set, right? Yeah, or, I posted a couple of snippets on my Instagram at Tyree underscore Drake. Okay, okay. And did you did you put it on on your Facebook page or no? Yeah, I did put a little bit on my Facebook page, uh, Tyree okay. Drake. Okay, all right, cool, cool. Definitely going to check them out. Check them out for sure. Yeah. And do you speaking of performances, um, do you have any upcoming performances? As of right now, I'm still looking for uh a couple of places to book. I'm trying okay. to get uh thing called Live from the Vines. That's about to be my next event. Okay, and when and when is that? I don't even know yet. That's to be determined. Okay, all right, all right. Stay on I know, live from the vines. Okay. I know um Rock Till Morning, they always have jam sessions. Um, I believe every Thursday with the um dope brother Shamar Shamar, he's he's the host DJ of the spot. You you heard of that, correct or no? Rock till morning. Nah, yeah. I don't know that's that. Yeah, yeah. Um I, I, um I think I forgot the street name, but I've been there a couple of times. I actually performed there myself. It's you know, dope dope spot with dope vibes and dope people. So right, yeah. right. Yeah, definitely, you know, look that up, check it out. And, you know, it's a do- very dope spot. If you decide to perform there, you won't regret it, my man. You won't regret it, you know. So I shout out to the, the connect. Yes. So shout out to Rock Till Morning. And, of course, Level Up Studios. Shout out to Level Up Studios as well. So Back, shout out to Level Up Studios. They gave me my first show and the, uh, this latest show. Shout out to oh. Wayne. Okay, okay. And th- that was your first show was at Level Up? Yeah, my first show was, uh, uh, like, my first actual, like, on a title bill, like, as Kylie Drake show, yeah. 
Okay. All right. And now and we and that was the man that was the man made fest that you talking about on the bill or No, nah, that was uh no, nah, that's not my second. That was not my uh first show. That was I don't even know which number show that was. But uh my first show was actually one of the dreams of music uh events. Okay, got you, got uh, you. <laughs> I remember that it was it was so uh, crazy for me. Like it was the first time I actually had people really rocking with my music, and it made me really feel like uh, I wanted to do this professionally. So shout out to uh, Dreams of Music and uh, Doughboy. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dreams of Music and Doughboy. And for all you listeners that's listening right now, go check out my um back episode of my interview with Doughboy. A dope dude, dope guy, man. He's he's real dope. So go check that out on my um website page, my interview with Doughboy on Spotify and all other major streaming platforms. You know, dope, dope guy right there, dope guy. Interview him in person on my podcast. So yes, yes. Shout out to them. So for sure. Dope man. Yeah, he is definitely dope. In all caps, all capital letters. Facts. Yes, yes indeed. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Very dope dude. Yo, Leek, I promise you gotta talk to me in person. I'm not this awkward. <laughs> oh no, yeah, hey man. I mean, I, I man, bro, man, you good, man. You ain't awkward, man. You good. You good. You said it's your first interview and you you know kind of nervous. It's all good, man. If I was if I was being interviewed, I would be the same way. So it's all good, man. This ain't awkwardness, man. Don't even don't even trip, man. Don't even trip. Don't even trip at all. It's all good. So, um, now you did a song, um, titled Twenty Ten. Yeah. How how did that came about? That song came about like the title is literally just because I wanted to write a song about um like I wrote it immediately after uh my car crash. Uh Ooh. 2020 oh wow at the end of 2020 it was like it was funny because 2020 was like yeah we're going out with a bang like mm-hmm. that year was like just bad all around for everybody right um so yeah new year's eve uh that's how i came into 2021 uh my car was going down midnight road and swerved it was a 2010 uh can I can I say I don't want to say that the uh, make of the car because I might want to get sponsored by them later. I don't want to talk shit. Uh, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> it was yeah. a 2010 sedan <laughs> of a make and model American made car mm-hmm. as a box logo. Um, and it flipped over, and luckily I got out of it. So I'll say the safety features was cool because I only got out of it with a scratch on my hand. So. Right, that was cool, but it flipped over like three, four times on the uh, highway, and me, I, me and my girlfriend crawled out of it. Uh, both of us unharmed. I know that sounds like I'm capping, sound like all like, uh, fancy and that adventuresque and fuck, but like, it's cool. No, that's what actually happened. I can't show you the videos, but um, that was that was dumb, and that's just how after this. Thing, after the crash, I was like, okay, so I have want to get signed by someone. Let me try to make a song that gets that message across, but also has enough punchlines 
and goofiness that it can be a hit song. Mm-hmm. So that song is literally the experimentation of how can I get media attention while still being true to the art form that I've been raised on. Right. Okay. And that song goes over very well. People love that song. So hopefully when I drop it, it can just spread the message of, hey, I'm a dope artist. Look at me. That's what that one's about. (laughs) Right, right, right. That one's just a simple song. Okay. Uh, Barbera's dope. Malcolm Turner is the uh, and Jack the Nigger the two where I actually go in depth on actual like struggles that people go through. Jack is this menace kid who never really had anyone growing up. He was just taught from birth to be this aggressive killer and just doesn't care about anyone, has no respect for anything, just takes what he wants. And Malcolm is a misunderstood. He was kind of forced into the life. He didn't want to, but he kind of had to. Right. Same time. Like, he had the choice, and this is the path that he was like, this is going to be the best outcome for me, even though... We all know how these stories end. Okay. All right. Nice. That's nice. Turner and Jack. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Cool. And I just want to say, thank goodness that you and your girlfriend, you know, were okay during that car gr- crash. Thank goodness that you're okay. So just want all to right. say that to your brother for real. Thank you. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. No doubt. Now, um, speaking of the Hanna Barbera in the 2010 song, are you going to release the the songs anytime soon, or are they going to be on your next project? Um, I'm actually releasing those pretty soon. Right now, I'm working on the cover art, and I plan to have those out by the end of I'll say August. I want to release around sometime around my birthday. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, definitely going to be on the lookout for those joints, you know, definitely going to be on the lookout, you know, for sure, for sure. And um, uh, what I want to ask you, so how would you describe your 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 music? How would if someone asked you what I'm asking you right now, what would you say to them? To describe my music, I would say I'm a great storyteller. I can take, like, look me sitting down in an office chair and turn that into a 20-minute saga. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I'm a mix of Big L, Most Def, Kanye West, Common. I will say a splash of, like, Ed Sheeran just to... I don't even listen to Ed Sheeran, but just to just toss somebody in there that's, like, just throw some people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I say a lot of Isley Brothers and G Funk. Oh yeah, Isley Brothers, G Funk. Yes, 
Yes, old school G Funk, Warren G. Yeah, all them I, late love smooth, I love a smooth beat. Yes, yes. My beat collection tells the story. Right, right. Most definitely, most definitely, good brother. Most definitely, yes, yes, indeed. So yeah, yeah, good choices, especially with the Isaac brothers. Old school, right there. Old school. What's that? Never, can't go wrong with the Isley brothers. So, um, so what do you think about the state of hip hop in the four one two in the Steel City, Pittsburgh? I feel like there's no hip hop scene here. There's a lot of hip hop artists, but there's no scene. There's no camaraderie between artists anymore. Everybody wants to be that solo artist. I f like we have a lot of great spitters, a lot of great like artists just in general who can be the next Wiz, who can be the next Mac, or even beyond that can be on top, like Drake, Kanye West, like big biggest artists in the world, like universe type levels, but we don't we don't support each other here. Like it's very rare that you'll find an artist that will say, yes, I support you and truly back that up a hundred percent between each other. Like I'm, I'm sharing yours every time you drop, I'm sharing, you're sharing mine every time I drop. We're like, even in between that, we're like, boosting each other. Hey, I'm having an event over here. I'm I'm plugging your name. There's there's not a lot of that anymore. It used to be back in high school, like I like everybody was clicked up, but everybody's mm -hmm. growing up, like as as far as music has gone, just everybody's it's me now. Right. Right. And it's, it sucks. Like we could be like we could be at like Atlanta for real. We could be a hip hop like hotspot. Just or music in general. Honestly, we have great R and B artists. Mm -hmm. But again, even with them, it's nobody links up. And, and you know what? And why do you think they? I know why. Do you think that is they don't link up? You know, like they used to do back in high school, like click up and collaborate. Why do you think it's non-existent in the city? Well, they shut down every spot that there was uh, for people to gather. Like I heard about the uh, ID labs and I heard about these like hip hop spots, the Coliseum, the, uh, what other spots was there? Spots in Homeboy, East Live, Southside. Like, there, there were venues where people would just gather, hear hip-hop music, or gather and just be artists together. Now only we got, we only have Level Up. We only have uh, social status. Like, we don't, like, there's not that many. Like, I can go, I could name, like, three, four more. I don't really know them all like that, though. Like, Boom Concepts. But like there, there's a bunch of like venues, but they only tailor towards uh like rock music and indie music. Like mm -hmm. this Dutch town music fest had one hip hop artist and not to shit, I'm not gonna say no names, but they were not really a hip hop artist. Like it was more 
still singing. Like it was like they had a couple of hip hop songs here and there. Or a majority indie rock R and B artist. Mm-hmm. Um, just hip hop doesn't have the love here that it gets in other cities. As far as venues, because we looked at it as a risk too. And I just goes, that's more just into the racism of uh, Pittsburgh, but that's a whole different, that's a whole different topic. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And, and, man, that's just, you just said a mouthful right there. And I'm even, and I'm not even from Pittsburgh. I'm from the other big city, Pennsylvania, 215 Philadelphia, but. Philly. Yeah, yes, sir. But you just said a mouthful right there, and you know it, it's sad because I'll be um, on Facebook. Oh, yo, you good? I'll be on Facebook, and you they um some some artists share the same sentiments that you just said just now about people. Some people don't like make up or collaborate with each other. I mean, there's there, there's some artists that do collaborate here and there, but it's not it's not constant it's not consistent but even even then those artists are still the remaining three four people who were linked up in high school they're not traveling outside of those groups like you don't see i'm gonna name some groups that just that don't make music like they do make music still but like i don't i haven't seen them as a group in a while Right. Okay. Uh, you don't see, you don't see Lunar League making music with the GRC. You see, TV Black doing music with Keith Still. Maybe. You see, Godzilla making music with Legend, but that's about it. There's not really a lot of collaboration outside of those those artists and like I feel like all of these artists can make amazing music together right and I'm only name dropping those artists because I want those artists to get like more like more uh, attention because those are great artists right I don't even know if they actually make music together still or not but (laughs) yeah uh, but still they should like that's that's my main point is artists that make great music don't want to collaborate anymore and it it sometimes it comes down to petty beefs that really just really even more come down to like just ego just i can't say i can't take my l right and then again that's another risk factor that they quote unquote say how we are any hip hop artist that raps about the streets is an automatic gangbanger for real, and they can't be booked at this venue because of that. Because I don't want that type of attention at this venue. Right, definitely. Definitely. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And that's a lot of artists here. We all rap. I'm not going to say. They all rap about this. There's a lot of people that rap about the exact same shit, though. Like, there's a lot of people that don't need to rap. But. Right. (laughs) 
but there's actual artists who do need a platform and they don't get to be put on that platform. Right. Right. Do you, do you, do you, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think is there's favoritism like in, in Pittsburgh hip hop where they, where some venue manager um, picks the same artists to perform at the same spot or any other spot? I mean, do you think that's the case in this city? Most definitely. This, the city's uh, clout-based. But, like, besides that, well, yeah, clout-based is, yeah, that, just that period. The city's clout-based. Uh, the venue people book the same people because each time they book somebody, they get more heads that show up for that person. And that right. person generates more revenue for that place. So I don't right. aim on for booking the same people for a business standpoint. But as yeah. far as, like, it being an artist thing like as far as artistry i wouldn't want to see the same exact performer every night right no matter how many like songs i like from them i mean after a while it's going to be like i can only recite so many lyrics right right definitely definitely now there's now um there's another there's some people that have issues like I've been um like at Level Up Studios or you know Rock Till Morning or any other venue and I see the artists that be performing and when they perform they perform not with an instrumental but they perform singing over their vocals that they perform in the studio of that particular song and I some people that. are turned off by that and what's your take on that do you are you do you agree with it or disagree with it? I hate that. You hate that. Like, I don't like because you can't hear. I didn't hear you. I didn't pay to hear you do karaoke. I came to hear you perform. Right. Like, the, like performance is also a part of the artistry. If you're going to be an artist, you have to know how to perform. You have to put on a show. People came to see a show. You up there reciting the lyrics, sitting there just jamming out to your music on stage is not, that's not a show. I could do that in my room with my friends, you feel me? Right. But like, right. unless it's like the chorus and you're about to do like some crowd participation or like, yeah, just the chorus or you needed to like, for your ad libs. That's it. I can't. I can't co-sign somebody doing the whole verse behind them the entire time. Right. Like that's that's whack. As well as I can't hear you for real. I don't know if you can really spit that verse. Like, is right. that really you? You spitting that, or is you punching in the whole time? Right. Definitely. 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 And you know, me personally, you know. I, I don't like it either. I I rather hear your live vocals over the instrumental beat that you did your song on in the studio. Right. You know, I, I'm I personally not a fan of it. I know some artists do do sing over their vocals that they perform in the studio in that particular song, but I rather hear the real thing. You know, I rather hear the live vocals. That's that's right. just me. You know, no, yeah, no disrespect to the artist that does do that, but I just rather hear the loud vocals, you know. Yeah. That's, just, that's just me. So I agree with you on that. 
So I'm not a person. I'm not personally a fan of that at all. So, but it is what it is. And you know, there's some artists that do that. They're very talented, but I prefer to hear the live vocals. So, same. Like, but, but I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I wouldn't say nothing. Oh, okay. But um, you know, I think nowadays, you know, when artists, when some artists do that, I think now, it's about, it's more from what I observe and witness, it's more about stage presence than, you know, vocals. I mean, do you do you agree with that or disagree with that? I mean, what you think? I mean stage presence i mean i guess we want to want it to feel like a party and that they're included but i still feel like there's a show aspect to it mm-hmm. like i grew up watching like i grew up watching performances even now i study performance like i'll right. watch people's live shows and look at what they do like you have to get people entranced in what you're doing you have to keep their attention you jumping around is only going to get them so far on like okay i can only like i'm gonna get tired of jumping that's going to get boring for this 30 minute set like or maybe i don't know i might be just a cinematic dude like michael jackson performing like with the special effects before his his concert came on Mm -hmm. like a whole movie plays before his show right then he comes in on then he like drops in on a rocket like shit like that kanye's floating stage where like you're still involved with the show but the show is an art piece mm-hmm. like things like that like it's everything is that's that's a performance i don't like the just bobbing your head on stage with the music playing behind you walking across back and forth looking at the crowd while they're looking at you, just staring at each other. Like, that's that's nothing for real. Right, right. That's that's boring. I don't know why I would pay $50. I went, I don't know why I'm paying, like, you feel me? Like, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to pay to see that. Right. Watch the music video. Right, right. Right. And, you know, um, speaking of pay, um, I've been seeing um, Facebook stats that artists should get paid for performing. But sometimes it's usually the opposite that artists have to pay to perform. I mean, what's your take on that whole? Because I know that's that's a debate that's been going on or going around on Facebook stats that artists should get paid by doing performances, but yet some artists have to pay to be a part of the show as far as performing. I mean, what's your take on the whole thing? I'm like half and half. Cause like at certain points, it's like, if you ask me to be on the roster, I should get paid. Uh-huh. But if I'm asking you to be on the roster, I, I, I may pay you. Unless it's just going to be a mutual, like, okay, you want performance and I want to perform. But other than that, artists should definitely get paid for their uh, their work. Right. Like that, like you are performing work. You're creating the music, you're writing, you're producing, you're 
uh, writing the actual sheet music, if you're playing the instruments, you're paying someone, you're going to the studio, like there, there are fees involved with this. But to perform, I feel like it depends on your level of artistry. And some again, it comes down to venue people being like, what is, are you going to bring people or not? There's a lot of shows I've done I've never got paid for. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, sometimes I just had to look at it like that's just the cost. That's just the cost of the game for real. Right. Like, I just, until I get known enough for people to be like, oh, I want to pay to see him, then I'm going to have to do this for free to show people what I can do. Right, for sure, for sure, for sure. Like, if you feel like you've been having your artists, like, I say do what you think you're worth mm -hmm. at, the, at the end of the day. Like, if you feel like you're not, you put too much into your, your craft to be doing free shows, I'm not doing that, bro. I, I, I'm worth uh, ten, at least $10 a ticket. Then put that out there, that's your $10 a ticket have that energy with the uh, managers and everything. And I feel like a lot of them may give that to you, but don't be upset at the ones that don't. And that's just what happens. Like right. I've had that, I've had arrogant energy towards people before and it's bitten me in my ass and I've learned from those. And now I'm a very humble motherfucker. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I know that was a very contradicting statement, but we're going to bypass that. <laughs> okay. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, yes, indeed. But yeah, uh, artists should definitely get paid for what they do. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right on, right on. And I definitely agree with that, that artists should definitely get paid. And it's about how many people that you can bring in as far as fans. And, you know, the more people you bring, more money they should make. So yeah, like I, but I feel like there's there's a there's varying factors as well because it's definitely that. But I feel like you should get paid off skill as well. Yeah, like, that's true too. At a certain point, because like there are instances where there are events where they'll base it off of crowd, like how many people you bought, you've brought in, uh, rather than the actual skill set of the artist, and I feel like those shows are bullshit. Right. Like that's that's not cool because people just pack the crowd just to get whatever the uh the prize is. I would just call my aunties and my my uncles and we'll have my cousins from out of town come in and we just go and come in there and cheer mm -hmm. instead of being based on the talent and how the song really made you feel. Right. Like those are those are why. That's why I like always have some judges at talent events like that. Right. Okay, right. It's not fair to any artist that actually is, like, good at their craft if one person just brings their entire school with them. Right. Right, most definitely, most definitely. Most definitely. And um, before we um conclude this interview, you know, every time I have an artist, whether they spoke a word, sing, or spit, rap, you know, I put him or her on the spot to showcase their craft. You know, put them on, put them in the spotlight. So, you mind doing that for the listeners, good brother? All right, that's cool. Ooh, my man. Whenever right. you ready. 
Island Highlanders. Yeah. I've been killing shit since 02, giving chicks the blues since Blue's Clues, said Steve on the 6 o'clock news. Y'all niggas sipping the wrong juice, leaning on each other, but with the sitting in rooms, time is strong noose. While me and Zeus popping LSD on the Golden Goose, I saved the spot for Tim, Chloe, Chris, and my nigga Bruce. I can't forget them, sipping symbiotes with my nigga Venom. So remember, children, drugs are bad. And if you don't believe me, go and ask your dad, because they can leave you all groovy and make you loony while watching movies about juicy booties and boobies, and niggas get spooky like Scooby-Doo is mixed with Snoopy. It's a mystery who's feeling scrappy. I seen Daphne feeling nasty with Fred and Shaggy. Calling them niggas daddy. Johnny Bravo is feeling crabby. Velma starts to get stabby. Packs a bag and moves to Cincinnati. Now the mystery is incorporated. I smoke a while before I start to feel faded. The green room is steady, destined for greatness. I'm a jerk, but I'm a dick. She be taken. I paint a picture, but there's no illustration of God's son and a king in the making. Mask on like a nigga named Jason. Keeping niggas in line like back braces and black faces with old races. You niggas lace what you blaze. If you a crook, why you shaking? Cause I've been amazing. Nice, 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 nice. My man, that was real dope, good brother, real dope. And before we conclude this interview, good brother, can you tell the listeners where they can find you and follow you at? You can find me at T-Y-R-E-E underscore D-R-A-K-E on all social medias and streaming platforms. Tyree underscore Drake. I am Tyree Drake, the sun god. All right. All right. And ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Instagram, CoolMalik82, Facebook, my government, Malik Long, Twitter, Smooth Malik. Also, I have a um, website for my podcast that's linked in my bio section on Facebook. Just click on it and you can catch all the back episodes of my podcast. And also, if you want to be a guest on my podcast, you can inbox me on one of those three major social media platforms I just mentioned or email me at the cool podcast at ll.com. That's the cool podcast at ll.com. And I'd love to have you on. We can set it up and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Good brother Tyreek, Tyree, sorry, Tyree Drake. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. If, if you want to be a guest once again, just hit me up. Good brother. Bad, thank you. I appreciate it. Lee. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. No doubt, man. And much props and respect and salute to you and much blessings on your success in the music in the music world, in the rap world. So keep at it, good brother. Thank you. I appreciate it. You as well. No doubt, bro. And you have a blessed one, man. You as well. All right. Peace. Peace.